Welcome. Hi, I'm Katie Morrell. I'm a creative and writer based in Bend, Oregon. And I'm Karen Hawkins. I am the founder of Rebellious Magazine for Women and co-publisher and co-editor-in-chief of the Chicago Reader. You are listening to Of Course I'm Not Okay, the podcast. Join us as we talk about mental health, coping with quarantine, and creativity. For some of our episodes, we'll talk with writers, creatives, and activists to get their take. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Today's episode is brought to you by my Joy and Vulnerability virtual writing workshops. So for a lot of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while, we do, Karen and I do funny and not always serious, uh, legitimate um, advertisements. This one is a little bit different. This is an actual ad. So me, Katie Morell, I host monthly writing workshops on the third Friday of every month. Um, they're capped at eight women and they're really, really fun. I did a lot of them in 2020 and I'm extending them to 2021 and I'm going to be actually building out a few more. But if you want to find out more, just go to my website. It's K-A-T-I-E-M-O-R-E-L-L.com, katiemorell.com. And I would love to have you. They're limited to women and they're two hours each. And we go through some really fun and easy writing prompts. And then we have judgment-free sharing where we talk about um, what we wrote only if you want to. And then we have dance breaks that are 60 seconds long and we dance to people like Abba and Lizzo and Diana Ross and other people that are really, really fun. And then uh, we wrap up and I find that it helps people feel less alone. And a lot of the women who have taken my workshops, um, they rave about them and they're really great. So please join me. If you have any questions, you can always um, reach out via my website or um, on Instagram through Not Okay Pod um, or on Twitter. Thanks so much. Hey, hi, Karen. It's wonderful to see you this week. Katie, I'm so glad we still exist this week as living is in the same country. I'm so glad that you and I are able to speak and that we both live in the same country and that we haven't had a civil war that split us into different countries. I am so glad as well. I mean, I, I just... I feel like there's just no way around talking about what happened this week. Like this week was catastrophic in so many ways. I don't even know the words to describe it. Like I just, where were you? I guess that's the question that everyone is talking about right now. Were you, did you find out immediately on Twitter? What happened? Where did you, for the capital invasion? Right. I, I found out actually know what from we're somebody. Talking about. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, what happened this week? Oh my god! Right. Um, wait, you mean the Grammys being postponed? Yeah. Kim <laughs> um, and Kanye breaking up. Okay, sorry. I'm just thinking wait. about all the things that happened earlier in the week. But wait, did Kim and Kanye actually break up? Is that a real thing? Well, okay. So here's what I saw. I saw headlines that they are separating or divorcing, and that Kanye slept with Jeffrey Star, the makeup guru. Oh, okay. Well, that would be a deal breaker, I would think. I mean, I I'm embarrassed that those words just came out, out of my mouth that I even know that. Don't be embarrassed. I am very interested. I have no idea why the Kardashians have always been like, I mean, kind of just a weird enigma. Like, just like, what is that? Like, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. I used to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians like 10 years Same. ago when it started. And then it just got real weird. And I was like, I feel worse about myself after this hour. And so I'm just going to turn off e-news. But, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't. And it's funny because I also used to watch it and I don't know when I turned the corner. I don't want to know when it went from, for me, when it went from like, oh, this is kind of ridiculous and entertaining to like, oh yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a hard pass. Yes. <laughs> Same with me. But it, there was a definitely a moment where it was just like, oh, I don't really feel like watching this or, oh, I'm not going to put this on while I get ready for work or whatever, or like watch a DVR rerun when DVRs were a thing. And like, it's, oh. no, it's, and then you're right. It took a turn and it's like, oh, hells no never care don't want to hear about anything it was just like oversaturation all of a sudden I don't know what it was I don't know when the inflection point happened I don't oh Betsy DeVos her inflection point no you know what I feel like for me sorry but phrase now is burned into my brain I think for me it was the multiple spin-offs mm. it was the Chloe and so-and-so go live in Miami Chloe and her baby daddy have another kid yes. Chloe, you know I just was like really yeah Courtney that's right yeah but really, I totally agree. It was it was too much diversification. It was like, stick to one thing. <laughs> I still don't think that I would have done it or I would have watched it. But anyway, I'm not sure how we got on Kim and Kanye, but it, it is a nice diversion from talking about the atrocities that our nation has gone through this week. But you were saying, so how did you hear about the Capitol insurrection? Um, I had been in a staff meeting and somebody slapped me like, I'm so sorry I wasn't paying attention to that meeting. I've been watching the implosion of our government. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And yeah, that was how I found it. And then of course I took to Twitter and literally did not log off from paying attention to this until four o'clock in the morning. Whoa, really? Yeah. Damn, yeah. that's like a 12 hour shift on Twitter. Oh. Twitter and the New York Times and MSNBC yeah. and yeah, it was mainly that I was up so late because I wanted to see them actually certify. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I wanted to watch Pence actually have to say <laughs> they lost the election. Yes, that's amazing. I didn't stay up, but I, I did. I had a weird day. I was working on this project and I had my phone on airplane mode and I was upstairs and I was just like, just you know blazing through this thing that I was working on and Tyler never comes upstairs into my office ever. Like we're very much like, we just do our own thing during the day. We see each other in the morning, in the evening, whatever. And he came up and he just walked in the door, didn't even knock. And I was like, Hey, and he had a, like, his face was just totally pale. And he's like, are you watching this? And I was like, what are you talking about? And it was one of those like moments where I was like, it just had this sinking feeling. He's like, you need to come downstairs right now. And he's like, not an alarmist. Like he's very, very chill. Like his personality, he like, doesn't get too excited about stuff. And mm -hmm. he was really upset. And I walked downstairs and he had like CBS on or some news network. And I looked at it and I was like, what is, what's even happened? Like, I didn't even understand. And it was about an hour after it started. And he's like, I have been glued to this for the past hour. He felt like he's, you know, he loves Twitter. So he was like on Twitter the moment that he heard about it. And actually a friend of ours, anyway, it doesn't matter, but he like found out about it very, very quickly. And like you did. And, and then I just sat there and I just watched the news and I was like, what it felt. I don't, I know a lot of people are making this um, correlation and I don't know how I feel about it, but a little bit it does feel a little bit ring. It rings a little bit true in terms of like a feeling of like a nine 11 type of like, at least a moment that you'll remember, you know, there were not, you know, the fatalities or that kind of thing, but it is a terrorist attack. And so there's a similar feeling, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I would say the way that I felt as I was watching that is exactly how I felt on nine 11 and the panic and the absolute 
realization that all of these things were happening, there was nothing I could do. And this feeling of, you know, I talked to a friend and we were like nearly incoherent on the phone. I have no idea what we said during this conversation, but we were both talking about this. I think what she said to me was like, is this, is this what happens? Is this how this ends? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, you know, and you know, we've been joking about the handmaid's tale this whole time, but that's what I kept thinking of was just like, oh, this, this is what happens right before they turn all of the women's credit cards off. <laughs> empty our bank accounts and you know yeah seriously though it's so terrifying and like yesterday I was you know I, I keep watching every night which is just not a good idea last night I seriously woke up at 2 a.m with my heart pounding and I was like what am I thinking of Mitch McConnell yes and so like it was just you know it's just ugh. but I kept thinking I don't know why I didn't make this connection before like when I was watching it in real time but like if they had not gotten those legislators out like and there would, and if there had been some sort of actual armed exchange, like if there were actually bullets fired and like all of that stuff, like I know that woman did die, but if the protesters as well, or the rioters, or I don't know, the, the angry mob, the insurgents, the terrorists, whatever they're calling them, um, which is what they are, if, I mean, holy shit, like what if Nancy Pelosi was dead? Like what, oh my God, like that's the stuff that like, no holy shit like it's like that's that's a civil war right there like that's terrifying it really is terrifying and that is exactly what i was thinking and the other thing that was i mean the only other reason that i stayed up until four o'clock in the morning probably is partly that like just even the people i wanted to fucking shut up just seeing like oh okay you're all there you're all fine it was also really surreal to watch all of that chaos unfold and the fear and the terror of it. And then to watch this totally perfunctory, we're gonna stand at the podium. Yes. Right? Like I, I just I couldn't I couldn't look away from it. It was like, this is the same room where the guy with the horns was. Yeah, the Viking <laughs> helmet. What the fuck was that? With the with the with the, with the, the like furs? Yes. The painted QAnon shaman was just there and now Mike Pence is there, right? Like, I, I feel like that was, I also, yes, had this extreme terror. And when my friend was telling me, you know, she, so I'm on the phone with her, she's watching television, describing to me what she's seeing. She was like, they're just letting these fuckers out. They're walking them down the stairs. And I was just like, that's crazy. We need, we need to be arresting these people. I'm, I'm gonna call Dick Durbin's office. And she's like, Karen, no one's gonna answer because he's cowering under a death somewhere. I mean, it was just this complete disconnection from reality. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's like, I love that you wanted to call Dick Durbin. Like that's the right answer. And it's like, oh no, he's in a bomb proof bunker underground right now. Like that's the, I mean, it's such an end of days concept, like, you know, like scene, but also like, it's so important what's happening right now in terms of the conversations around how if these were people of color that had, you know, stormed the Capitol, it would have been an absolutely different situation in the worst possible way. And it's disgusting. It's just flat out disgusting. And it's like, I, I hope so much that like that conversation does not expire or end or flame out in any way, because to me, that's like the most important conversation in this whole thing. <sighs> Yeah. I don't I don't even really have words for it. I, I mean, as soon as I saw it happening, of course, that's the first thing I thought. And I just thought like, 
wow, how lucky are you? How lucky are you? They're, I mean, they're having to chase these people down. There were just, I, I, yeah, I won't get melodramatic about it, but yeah, it's incredibly, it's frustrating isn't even the word. And, you know, I live in Chicago and I think, I think the goddess is no longer downtown, but I was living downtown. Our black lesbian mayor trapped our protesters in downtown Chicago, lifted the bridges, shut down the CTA. There was a, there's a place called the Chicago Freedom School, which is this progressive movement center, downtown Chicago, that was taking people in, that the police came and raided after they trapped people. Like the Chicago Freedom School was like giving people water, making sure they were okay. And the police came and raided, right? Like this is the way black protesters get treated. In what Chicago, that has a black lesbian mayor, but these people, mm-hmm. but QAnon shaman, just living his best life, strolling through the Capitol. I, I really- Right, I, like I, getting selfies with fucking Capitol Police. P.S. Capitol Police, oh my God. Like TSA ooh. cops, basically, or mall cops. Like, like they're worse, actually. Like, I just, yeah, anyway, I, I just, it's, there's so much anger and it's, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's hard to believe. Like, it's just, it's like the images are impossible to believe. And I mean, I just, I had this moment immediately after it happened where like they had vacated the, the Capitol and like it, you know, it was like the curfew was in place at 6 p.m. Eastern and that kind of thing. And I turned to Tyler and I was like, how were they organized? Like, how, I mean, just idiot questions. I mean, I'm not trying to put myself down in any way, but like, this is actually what I said. I was like, how are they organized? Who is their leader? And Tyler just turned to me and he's like, Donald Trump, Katie, Donald Trump. And I was like, oh, right, holy shit. Today's episode of Of Course I'm Not Okay, the podcast is brought to you by Rebellious Magazine. No, no, I know you've never heard of it. It's okay. It's fine. Listen, it's at rebelliousmagazine.com. It's a feminist magazine. It was founded by a mouthy black lesbian. And if you give a shit about mouthy black lesbians, you should read it and you should send us money. Rebelliousmagazine.com. Don't miss it. Check it today. obvious but how was I not like oh obviously like I really was like oh people must be on Facebook and Twitter and all these places like organizing you know 3,000 people or however many people oh no it's our president explicitly apparently gleeful that they did it and didn't understand why people around him were more excited that it was happening oh god I had not heard that Mm -hmm. you know I just I really I have this feeling that with Kamala Harris in office, which I'm so excited about, I really do feel like New Year's Eve is actually January 19th and New Year's Day is January 20th. Like, I really think I'm going to be celebrating in that way, like far more than even on New Year's Eve, you know, 2020. Um, But really what I feel right now is that like the level of, or the number of cases building against Giuliani and Ted Cruz and who the hell that one guy is that put his fist up I don't Holly I don't even like I don't even know who that guy was who the heck and Trump of course but like I really feel like those cases are going to be in our like in like in our life 
for like the next 10 years. Like we're going to hear every grand jury and every testimony. We're going to hear every single, you know, like um, interrogation, like all, maybe not interrogate, you know what I mean? Like in front of Congress, there will be, this will be something that will happen over the course of Biden's administration for sure. And, and many others, I feel like. I totally agree with that. And I hadn't actually thought of it that way, but you're right. Cause I feel like I'm just so focused on this part being over, Totally, but it's not over. It can't be over. No, unless they, I mean, these guys are old. So like if they, and the likelihood of them actually going to jail is so infuriatingly slim, but like if they don't die first, I feel like they're going to be tied up in courts for the rest of their lives. And we're going to be watching it. Like it's going to be like, you know, and there will be so many tell all books and all that shit. Like, it's just, yeah. Anyway, but I love what you told me the day of when I texted you to see how you were doing. And I feel like that's pointing toward what we really want to talk to about or talk about today in this episode, which is the importance of taking a mental health day in general. Um, but yeah, I love what you and your, you know, like your, you, you decided to do at work. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I um, and it feels very noble now, but this was not a noble act. Just hear me out. Um, so actually, my co-editor at the Reader posted something um, on Slack saying, like, feel free to take a step back if you need to. Um, and I, I wasn't sure that a lot of people had seen it, and so I amplified it, saying, like, let's not pretend like we're getting anything done right now. If you can't concentrate, if you're too freaked out to work, just be done. Yeah. And and the reason I say it wasn't noble is that I wasn't getting anything done. And, you know, once somebody told me and I took to Twitter, it was just like, I can't. No. I can't just push through. And yeah, so I feel like I was just alarmed at the number of people I heard from whose companies did not do that. Right. Like just and kept who going. just business as usual, as people are storming the U.S. Capitol, and we don't know if Nancy Pelosi is going to live, definitely keep answering your email, though. Right, exactly. It's like in those situations, it's everything is dwarfed in comparison. And it's like, there's truly nothing more important. And like, in terms of like, your mental health and sanity, too. It's not just about like, I mean, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth at all, but like, I I imagine what you were thinking is like, it wasn't like you were trying to say like, oh, just log off so you can log on to CNN. It's like log off so you can just take care of yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it is really an example that we have all in leadership tried to set like, where, where, let's be the kind of leaders we all wished we had. Let's try to create the workplace we all wish we worked at. And we are not a breaking news organization. We are, nobody is counting on us to tell them in real time what's happening. We have the luxury of being able to take a step back and do analysis and do longer form journalism. That's amazing. There is no reason for anybody to still be working. Totally. Go take care of yourself. Yeah. And it's like, this can be extrapolated to really any situation. Like, you know, I feel like this is a really good example that everyone can relate to immediately because I would imagine unless you were living under a rock, you felt something seeing that, you know, that uh, the storming of the Capitol. But I think that like that, I mean, I, I, I don't even know how else to say it, but like if there's a storming of the Capitol in your life, you know, like not to be super cheesy about it, but like take a day, it's okay. Your email will be there when you get back. Like, it's just, 
you know, there's really not anything more important than like what's happening in your body, what's happening in your mind and like taking care of yourself. So much that. And I had a the storming of the Capitol in your life. I feel like that's going to go on the pages of what our notebook of the oh, right our merch. Of course, I'm not okay. Yes, merch. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I was in a call the next day with a group of people of color, and I love this call. I have it every month, and it's with people who are doing similar work around the country, and I just adore them because they're all really smart. And you know, you have those phone calls. I feel like I say this about you all the time, Katie. Like. I just feel so much smarter when we talk. And that's how I feel about these people. And same, same. Every one time. of, oh my God, um, <laughs> even when we're being completely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but one of the um, women on this call, who's like one of my favorites, she's just got this, she's in broadcasting. So she's got this like great, super calming voice. And she just says these like really amazing strident things in just the most chill voice. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she had just had it. And you know, this is both the, it's a professional call, but I feel like we also kind of hinted the things we're going through. And she just started listing all of the things like her mom's in Mexico and she can't get to her, her aunt's in the hospital with COVID, all of it. Right. And it was just like heartbreaking to watch her talking about it. And it was like, yeah, we're all bringing this to work with us every fucking day. And we were before, but now, you know, she's sitting on her couch at work talking about it, right? I, I just feel like there's just such a lack of compassion in the way that American workplaces operate. Mm-hmm. And we have this opportunity to turn that shit around. Absolutely. And we have to take it. We have to. Like the the, the eight hour workday or the, in many people's cases, the 10 hour, 12 hour workday and like the competitive perfectionism and like the, you know, like I'm watching your Slack, you're watching my Slack. Have you touched base in an hour? Have you, are you active? Whatever all of that shit is, is fucking noise that does not make sense anymore. It just doesn't make sense. It's not humane. And it's like, I hope that leaders can look at this and say like, okay, if I want my, I mean, to be, to be like businessy and to talk in like a patriarchal way, you're not going to get the productivity out of your people if they are actually just like so frazzled and strung out because they're worried all the time about working the number of hours that maybe they were able to, or they, they were stretching themselves to be able to work before COVID. And it's like, I had a conversation with someone yesterday where she and I used to work together and she, and we're friends also, but I hadn't talked to her in a while. And I was like, how are you? Like, really, how are you? And she was just like, She's like, I'm okay. She said, you know, I've instituted some self-care practices that I never had before. And I realized that that's really good for me, but it was something she said about how like the level of energy she has is a fraction of what it used to be. And that's just what it is. It's, it's now constant. And it's not even that she's like depleted. It's like, she's actually listening to herself. And so it's like, she's able to accomplish less than she used to accomplish and it's okay. And it's like, I wonder if there's some kind of recalibration within the business world or within like people within the business world that can pressure their boss. Like this doesn't make sense anymore. Like this is not, this isn't okay to be pushing when we're dealing with so many external forces. And frankly, we've always been dealing with so many external forces, but these finally are coming to light in this like heightened state let's hope that that's true, that this is awakening for people. I mean, like I said, I, I talked to people who were in meetings till 6 p.m. on oh. that Wednesday and it was like, 
how, how is anybody, how, how is anybody in a meeting? What are you talking about? <laughs> what could you possibly be doing? What could you possibly be talking about? Seriously. The that's KPIs. more important than what's going on. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, right. Right. This is not in my wheelhouse today. Like, no, like all of that um, shit jargon. Yeah. And um, I don't know about the synergies of the news and my work. I just, I can't. Yeah. Let's make sure we're more synergistic in the future in Q2. <laughs> uh, no. So <laughs> that's a bunch of bolonky. Um yeah, I'm with you. I think the biggest message of today's episode is just like, take a mental health day. The world will not collapse. If anything, you'll be in a better place. You will be in a better place. And if you, if there is something that you feel like you, but I have to do it today, it has to get done today. This one thing, these three things have to get done today. I just had this conversation with somebody today. Whenever I feel like so overwhelmed, just like way in over my head, but I have to get it done and I keep pushing myself to do it. I hear her voice in my head saying, what do you need right now? Mm. You can take a break, figure out what you need right now. It's our whole reset button thing. Yes. What do you need? Is it a glass of water? Is it a walk around the block? Do you need to go to the bathroom? Do you need some ice cream? What's going on? What do you need? Hit the reset button get that thing done, set a timer for 20 minutes, get that thing done and then be done. Yeah. Like if you just feel like you have to do that one thing today, just do that one thing today and then be done. And then figure out done. a way to do it. And then fucking be done. That's the thing. It's like, for me, I'll be like, okay, I'll set the timer for 20 minutes and I'll finish it. And I'll be like, oh, sweet. I have like a little extra in the tank. Maybe I'll just try to do 16 more things. And that's when like, you know, the shit hits the fan. And so you're right. Like, that's the important thing. Like, fine, do the thing, take the time, do the thing and then be done with it. And like, give yourself the grace to just leave, just, just walk out. Yes. And the grace and their permission. Cause yes. if you work for a jackass, if you work for a terrible company, if your workplace doesn't care about you as a human being, they're never going to give you permission to step away. No. You got to give it to yourself or message one of us on, on social media and be like, um, Hey, can you write me a permission slip? In fact, okay. This is an exercise we should do right now. Write yourself a permission slip. The next time you're freaking the fuck out a permission slip to just walk away to be done. And if you feel called, take a screenshot and send it to us on Twitter or, or Instagram. Yes. This is the most brilliant idea ever. Karen and I are available for free permission <laughs> slip writing at any yes. point. We would happily put down what we're working on to write you, listener. Yes, you, a permission slip. Free. Dear jackass, comma, Please excuse our listener from work today. They've fucking had it. Stop. Thanks so much. Not okay, Pod. It's an authority. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, Karen and Katie said it. So you're right. Oh, they're, oh, you're per you have this personal slip and permission slip. Oh, okay. Very official. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, for real. Actually, it would be kind of funny if someone really did that, though, because I feel like if uh, if a boss had any sense of a heart, they probably would be like, oh, God, like, are you OK? Like, go just do what you need to do unless they're like Satan, you know, which there are some bosses like that. But I hope nobody listening has one of those bosses. Yeah, I hope to God you don't have that boss and 
I hope to God you don't that short of being a first responder, I hope to God you don't think that anything you're doing is life-threatening. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have a friend who is an accountant and she used to tell me she had a horrible, horrible job. It was a long time ago. And she would come to the, this is like in my twenties and we would go to the bar and they'd be like, are you okay? She's like, I'm not, I'm not okay. But she's like, I realized the other day that like pivot tables are a thing in accounting. I don't even know what that means, but it's like an Excel thing with like, whatever. Anyway. And she's like, I'm not like, what I do is not that important. She's like, yes, I have to do my job, but I'm not resuscitating a pivot table. It's like, that's unless you're a first responder. Like, I mean, come on, come on. Yeah. And if you feel like something is life or death, like say you have some deadline that you feel like is life or death, like who decided it was? Mm -hmm. If that was a human being, that human being can also tell you that it's not. Yes, exactly. Prioritizing mental health. We're always here. I love that permission slips are going to be part of our part, maybe part of our merch, but our free merch. (laughs) Or maybe we'll be selling permission slip t-shirts. You know what? Oh, I kind of feel like there's something here. Ooh robes onesies permission slip onesies permission slip onesies okay listeners stay tuned today is uh (laughs) episode 23 and episode 24 is our last episode of season two and then we're going to be launching a lot of new stuff in season three so get excited but we're leaving all of you with positive thoughts and permission Mm -hmm. slips infinite permission slips like like a like a never-ending sticky notepad just keep tearing them off Precisely. We'll see you next week.